Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got Rudo and AJ coming to you live talking free agency potential targets. We wanted to get into a little bit more about how certain players fit with the Avs now that their roster is maybe not fully clear, but a bit more clear heading into actual free agency. Obviously, the big news of the day everyone is talking about in the chat already. Matt Duchesne bought out. By the Nashville Predators. Weird decision by Nashville. Nashville making a lot of weird decisions this so, offseason. I can understand where Nashville would say, hey, $16 million for our one and two C's who didn't even get us into the postseason. Too much, with, sure. a, with a Vesna caliber goaltender yeah. having a Vesna caliber season. Well, we're not going to do that again. Technically, not Vesna caliber. Okay. <laughs> um, it was. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I, you could see where they're like, that's too much. Totally. I, I get them needing to, they got things, but <laughs> they got zero. Yeah. Zero in return for their one and two C's. Literally zero. They, they will be paying both of them for the foreseeable future for at least two years. They will be paying both of them to go away. Yep. It's. A uh, weird way to... I mean, it's it's the second Central Division GM to start his tenure off by buying out... By essentially putting most the team expensive players. directly into cap hell. <laughs> it's a little different because the, the cap bump, though the worst Duchesne year, I believe, is year three. Sure. I think it's year three of yeah. the buyout, which is when the Johansson money falls off. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it it's, kind of evens out a bit. Fine, yeah. So it's not that big of a deal, yeah. but it's it's really weird from Barry Trotz that hey, you I can understand with Johansson coming off injury and a, a low production season, uh, not being able to get anything for him in this market. That's one thing. But Duchesne, if he would have been willing to, if he was willing to retain four million, I mean, Johansson, right? He's willing to buy him out. You should Why have been not just retain four million. Four again. million yeah. on Duchesne. You you wouldn't have been able to get anything for Matt Duchesne in the trade market at max retention. Not one thing. Not a second round pick. Not a prospect that you like. Not a. I mean, that's that's kind of what the timing of the buyout implies, right? Nothing, I mean, nothing. The fact that they waited until after the draft to do this makes me think they tried to shop him. I just, that's, and if that's the case, wow. Yikes. 
Uh, I can think of a handful of teams that could probably use Matt Duchesne for four million dollars over the next yeah. couple of years. No kidding, because four million—I mean, for a four million dollar commitment just isn't that much money when you're talking about a top six player. And, and you know, I think there's probably Duchesne is still getting twenty goals last yeah, year. There like, are probably some questions about his aging curve, which I think are fair there. But in the immediate, he's a perfectly fine two C. I—he has been a wing, sure. If you want to play him there at times, you know, last year he was he was wing while Johansson was the pivot the center. Yeah. So, you know, it's but, but yeah, with with Duchesne, you're still talking about with Johansson. We're, we're like he's a low end two C option. Yep. Anybody that still thinks that that's not where this is headed is just lying to themselves at this point. Yeah. But with Duchesne, he's, he can do both. He's done both at a high level in each of the last two years. So why I, I just such a strange decision by Nashville because and then the other uh, part of this for me is all right you're you're opening up all this cap space yep. the cap's going to go up the next couple of years yep about the same the cap's going to go up yeah. about the same amount you, that they're going you just to be eating all of your cap space yeah in dead money now so yeah. what's the point of it I guess what's the point of it, it uh, it's weird because. I don't see where they get better because of this. Again, they got rid of them both for nothing. This it's it's I so funny enough. Uh, it was the interview that I don't know if it was Jesse or Megan that grabbed Barry Trotz on the red carpet before the awards earlier this week, but yeah, I asked know. about Ryan Johansson and it, he was basically just like, "Hey, we're just looking to get a little bit younger." Yep. We're looking to we're looking to get a little younger and open up uh, some money and some opportunities for guys and okay so if you're getting a little bit where are you spending that money on then like and they don't have to spend it right now of course sure but over the next few years they don't have well that anybody like, that's right. breaking down that, the door my of question a big is money who's going to play there now like, yeah I mean you you promote the young kids you know Tom to, Tommy Novak is now your one C maybe I I'm not sure what the plan are you is really there. a believer in that well no I, I don't think that they're I think they with this move at least for right now Nashville takes themselves out of the play I mean clearly they're I I don't know if they're fully tanking but uh, they're, they're not trying not, to be competitive I don't think that they're I don't think they're tanking I think they're just saying. We're we're switching eras here, and, and the and two guys that they're going to keep and they're going to build around. I think they're looking at L.A. and they're saying we can do that, and that's fine. I I don't with, have a problem with, with, with Yossi and Forsberg. We're going to get the yeah. second half. Uh, we're going to get their thirties. We're going to, but you know, in three years, we're going to get them back. And you're making a a decision at least. I like that more than sticking yourself in the Calgary zone and just being stuck there forever. Um, but the the big question is. It's odd man. Uh, look, I don't think Matt Duchesne is going to come to the Avalanche. No, it doesn't make any sense. So my question more so is what does he get as a free agent on the market? Gonna be fascinated to find out because I think the team that um, immediately, immediately sprang to mind was Carolina. Sure. Where he could go and be a decent goal scorer slash playmaker. You know, Pacioretty didn't work there, obviously, just because he got hurt. But another solid, but you second get, line or piece for Carolina. Yeah, and well, and they've got so much cap space. But he can also play down the middle. If you wanted him to play down the middle, you could, and they could make Jordan Stahl their three, three C, yeah. which is probably where he really should be in that yeah. lineup. 
because he's really only like a 40-ish point guy. You put that on your third line instead and have him be your elite because he's elite defensively. He's not very good offensively. Yep. And if you have Duchesne there, you have Ajo and you have Duchesne, to me that makes a lot more sense. And they've got all the cap space in the world. And Duchesne, there wasn't, I believe, this actual cash that he was due wasn't a ton on the deal. Yeah. I don't think I don't I think it was front loaded. And yeah. so he's not gonna be losing out on a lot of actual money here. And so if he goes and gets a decent deal, say not he just hard gets to a, be made whole on straight it, up man. just if he goes and gets like a four by four or something, you know, yeah. something something reasonable like that yeah. with a little security. Or the other thing the other thing that, that dude could do is he could one year. Like six mil or something. He could take a one year, five or six million dollar offer and go in with all the teams getting that cap space next year. Yeah. Assuming he has a good year, he'd want to pick a competitive spot where he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Of course. But if you do that and he goes and produces, he could be one of the top free agents next year when there will be a cap bump. Being the top free agent this year isn't, isn't really that big of a deal because so many teams don't have the money for it to matter. Yeah, they there are a lot of teams stuck in that way. The one thing I do wonder about Carolina there is you're if you're going out and getting a Matt Duchesne type, you're putting a lot of eggs in Svechnikov having to be the guy, right? I mean, it just it it's it's kind of like doing the Pacioretty thing, but without the injury concern. That's fair. Which Carolina's problem, though, which you've talked about a lot, is they don't have like a true superstar. But yeah, sure. But you're not going to find one here. And if you can continue to be cost efficient, then you might as well. You might as well keep. They they should keep trying. I mean, they're too good. The team is too good for them to just. Oh well, we're not gonna not go get good players. Exactly. (laughs) Like, what are you gonna do? Tear it down? Like that would be dumb. Yeah. Just because you make the second round every year, oh man, what a shame that is! Like, give me a break with this. Keep going. Maybe you break through one of these years. So uh, that's that was the team. Uh, the other team that I really thought um, Boston, sure, with no the, with no Bertuzzi all, yeah. going out there with, with Bertuzzi hitting the market. Their top and, six basically got imploded this well, offseason. with both so, centers yeah. considering retirement. If one of them goes, and he's not a Boston style yeah. of player. I, I actually think he might get booed off the ice in Boston. <laughs> I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't... Um, I, he's just not that kind of guy. Uh, but, you know, he'd be a good fit. He'd be a good fit for the, the team. It's just the way that, you know... Yeah. Just kind of a weird, like, Boston Bruin. Envisioning him as a Boston it would is kind of odd. Unlike when they were after Landy, and you're like, that guy's a perfect yeah, it ruin. Yeah, makes perfect sense yeah. as a Boston Bruins. Yeah, exactly. But. So I think the, the Duchesne market will, is now the number one most interesting story. Yeah. it. I don't know how much it really changes the landscape of free agency. It's just one extra guy kind of in that conversation. But it, he becomes not the top guy of the class. Obviously, you have Patrick Kane up there. But... I think he's the top guy in the top. class. Uh, you, do you think Duchesne is bigger than Kane just because of Kane's limited? Well, first of all, Kane is a completely one-dimensional player at this point. Sure, he's still really good, though. But it, he gives everything that he gets on offense, he gives away defensively. He's He legitimately might be the worst defensive forward in the league. Oof, I don't, he I, and Jonathan Drouin. I, I know he's not good, but... Horrific defensively. He's horrific defensively. 
And the offense, the offense isn't what it used to be. And he just had major hip surgery. The hip surgery is a bigger concern for so me. So you're talking about sure. you combine all of those things, and between Patrick Kane and Vlad Tarasenko, Kane's not even the most intriguing Rangers free agent for me. <laughs> I, let alone the top one I, on the I, market. I agree with that, but I I think Tarasenko is significantly more intriguing. But I think Kane at least headlines the market still. I, I don't. I think it's Duchesne, and I think it's O'Reilly. And I O'Reilly's think a fairer. I think it's entirely think, because they're centers and they're more valuable. Yeah, I, I I think you can make a really good argument for O'Reilly there. I think that's fair. Um, none of those guys at the top. Well, I mean, I think there's an interesting conversation about Tarasenko, but I don't think any of them are realistic targets for Colorado. Yeah, the reality is they don't have so you have they have 15 and a half million to spend right now with at You're, like six or seven that they're already spending on RFAs. You should probably carve out seven of that just to, generously speaking carve out seven of it for Byram and Colton. Yep. Yep, that's about what I had earmarked for them as well. So you're looking at 8ish million dollars. Yeah. To work with to sign the rest of your stuff, which we have a, a graphic here of the Avs lineup. Take this loosely. Obviously, there's nothing set in stone here. I threw Randon on the top line just so it's easier to read. It's fine. Uh, they need three forwards. At least one of them needs to be middle six slash can play top six. And they need a defenseman. Okay. So for me, my goals for tomorrow, I want two middle six forwards. I would say that's because good. you need two guys. For me, you need two guys who are O'Reilly. Uh, sorry, not O'Reilly. Rodriguez esque. Yep. In that they could play anywhere in your lineup. Lines one and through three. There's a pretty decent chance it's quite literally Evan Rodriguez. I would say is one of those I, forwards. I but. think he probably priced himself out sure. at the at the moment. I think he's probably going to get paid. And power and to him if he does. Yeah, but. I just don't think that the Avs can give four million, five million dollars mm-hmm. for anybody. For yep. the record, yep. um, not just. Erod, I don't think I can give that kind of money to anybody. I think that's fair. I we talked about it, right? They have roughly eight million dollars to fill these yeah. four spots. And so this is where this is where um, I want to start with Max Pacioretty. The name's cool. been heating up. We know that the, I I know for sure the Avalanche have talked to him. Yep. They've been in conversation. They've been kind of involved. I don't know what the number looks like. I think it's. Uh, I'm pretty confident that that's going to be a one or two year deal. Uh, and then that that uh, the number should be small. Before we dive deeper into this, we are brought to you by the fantastic people over at American Raptors. If you guys haven't made it down to Infinity Park in Glendale yet, you guys have to get down there. It's just a beautiful place to go hang out for a day, let alone catch some sports. Yeah, so, if it ever stops raining. I sound like Jesse, oh but if it ever God. stops raining. It, I think it, Sarah said it was supposed to rain like next Thursday. It's supposed to rain again today. Yeah. It's supposed to rain. Uh, to, I think tomorrow's supposed to be cool, and it's, the weekend is supposed to be rainy. And then it's kind of supposed to actually be done, allegedly. But we said that last week, and yeah, and it, it wasn't done anyway. Let me see here. Let me see. Yeah. Oh God, that's like all of next week. Okay. Yeah. Well, the rain's never gonna go away. But not the point. The point is, you want to go catch some awesome rugby, right? Uh, we are Rugby Town USA, if you didn't know, by the way. The men's and women's 15 teams do practice here. So it's some of the best rugby in the world. You can follow Colton Strickler, who has all of it covered for you on the DNVR Rugby Podcast and DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Uh, he's got you every, even if you're new to the sport, 
He's got 101 podcasts, mm-hmm. so you can learn what's going on and get up to speed. When you go get tickets to their games, you can get them for just 10 bucks, and kids 12 and under are free. Uh, if you can't make it, you can watch all their games live on ESPN+, Plus, just like every other sport in existence. So go check them out if you haven't been able to yet. They have a ton of ex-athletes from other sports, ranging from football, baseball, basketball, and otherwise. Uh, just a super fun time. Good day out with the family with American Raptors. Uh, we're also brought to you by the folks over at a place that I definitely am not looking up right now. Oh, yeah. You know you know what happened, like, just a couple weeks ago? That's a really loaded question. What happened? The Denver Nuggets won a championship. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was all right. It was a good time. If you want to celebrate that, you can go to foco.com. Nice. Get yourself some bobbleheads. Get yourself some merchandise. They're licensed sports merchandise for not just the Nuggets, but every team in North America, basically. So even if you're not a Nuggets fan, they've got something for you. You can use code at DNVR over at FOCO.com to get 10% off your order. Whatever it is you want to buy. Obviously, the bobbleheads are super cool. Look at that Joker one. That one's sick. Uh, but they have tons of other stuff, too. They even have, like, Crocs with sports logos on them. Whatever you want. Go check them out. Look at all their cool merch. Get yourself something cool with foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com and the DNVR code today. All right. Max Pacioretty. Yeah, so Pacioretty, I think short-term low AAV. He's coming off back-to-back blown Achilles. And that's the the injuries there are the big concern. Yeah, he got hurt in January. Uh, and then um, you're talking about eight or nine months. Is he going to be? Is he even going to be ready for opening night? It's yeah. right. It's right around. If he's three weeks into the season, do you care? Like, right. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, he's right around that time. It's he should be ready to go for close to the start of the season. Uh, and even if he was out the first month, so what? It, it was so here's like, like seriously, who cares? Here's part of the reason that I think Max Pacioretty has started to make a lot more sense is after this Ryan Johansson move. Right? Yeah. So if you, can you bring that roster back up? Because if you, with, with Pacioretty, um, you would move, he would take Nachushkin's spot. Yeah. Nachushkin would move on to the other side. side. And yeah. And you basically just have Johansson feeding Pacioretty to shoot and Nachushkin being the big body. Exactly. You have, you have your four check, you have your, you have your pivot as your playmaker, and then you've got your goal score there. Yep. Like a classically built line right there. Yep. Now it won't be as fleet footed as you would think of for traditional abs compared to their top line, not going to zip around near. Yeah. They're not going to like fly around the ice, but that's still, that's a, that's a big line. It's a really skilled line. Yep. And it's funny when you think about, Oh, well they're not, they're not going to be as fast, but they're pretty good. It it fills out pretty well too, because you can do, you can rely on the Chushkin to do a lot of the defensive heavy lifting for that line. Yeah. Which covers up for some of Pat Duretti's aging and maybe he's not the best skater anymore. Yeah. And if you wanted to, I mean, you could put that guy next to Lekkonen and McKinnon on the other side. Absolutely. If you really wanted just to, you fine. could try that. Yeah. Uh, and then drop Rantanen down to your second line. Like those, there would be alignments there that could, that could actually work just fine. Yep. It, it I think it's less perfect trying to force Pacioretty into a top line role 
But it, I mean, it, it's it, really like the big thing with Pacioretty is a goal scorer. He scores right. goals consistently. For sure. He would be on Colorado's second power play unit. So in the world where McKinnon decides he's not allowed to score goals until December again. <laughs> Two years in a row with that <laughs> yeah, shit. <no. laughs> Two years in a row with that shit. Pacioretty could fill. Well, if he's healthy, he'll be able to fill in. But So, yeah, I mean, the... You can rather have Dutchy than Patches all you want, but Max du, uh, Matt Duchesne is going to cost way more, significantly yeah. more money than Pacioretty, and the Avs just can't do that. Like, like if if the Avs financially could, I would be fine if everybody wanted to just be like, let's bury the hatchet, let's let let's bring him home, let's bring him back to where what? it started, let's have a happy ending. To what what ended up kind of a depressing story. I would be all for it if they could afford it. I think that's my, really the only thing well, that stops me from saying go do it. My, because uh, all the other <laughs> things about Matt Duchesne fit wonderfully with how they play the game, I, and especially with the fact that he's been on the wing the last couple of years. The way that he skates, the way that he plays the game. I mean, come on, in man! That, like even in that make, world, though, it would make perfect sense I, if they could I, afford it. They I just don't. Can't. I think even in that world, I'd rather go get Tarasenko than Duchesne. I definitely wouldn't. No? Not even close. You're all about man. Matt Duchesne. Okay, it's just he's just a better player at this point. He's a more reliable player. I, the, he's a better offensive player I think than Tarasenko. More reliability is, right now. is fair, but I think Tarasenko is a better goal scorer, and I and think that's which, what the Avs for that top six spot that's available to them. I think you're that's what they to, really need. Duchesne's Duchesne's goal scoring might vary a little bit, but you're still talking about a guy that is a is a lock for twenty. And he doesn't carry any health, any of the same health concerns that any of these other guys do. He's going to get 20. And again, the reliability is a a great selling point. Let's be real here, man. Like the guy, you put him on a a second line next to Johansson and Nachushkin, or you put him next to McKinnon and Lekin and like, (laughs) ah, for me, I feel like he was going to, he's, he would do damage there. I just don't think they can afford it. I, I don't think they can either. If they for the could record, afford it, but, I would be making a stronger case here. I just don't think so. This is why we're talking about a guy like Patches, who you're paying what two and a half mil. I don't even. I probably Not even that. no yeah. off two surgeries like that. Two is the highest I go on him. Okay, fair enough. And that's you know uh, that said, if they sign him for two and a half tomorrow, I'm throwing a party. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because the conversation around the injury around Patcheretti is. It can take us into the injured guy conversation. Yeah. Because Max Petretti is not the only hurt guy on this market. There are plenty you of already mentioned there, Patrick Kane, which what does can't afford. But what does his market end up looking yeah. like? Even even then, is the he at the one year it, deal stage of his career he right might now? Be. He might be. If he is, then the Avs might be able to afford him. They might be able to play I, in those waters. And to be uh, honest with you, putting him on the right side. Of either one of those lines, right or left side, I guess it just doesn't matter. Um, you put him on the as the sixth wing on that forward core up sure. there in your top, in that top six. You're pretty good. Like yeah, you, you I, like the yeah. offensive upside there. But so so with Kane, but Kane again, hip surgery, four to six months. We'll see. We don't really know. Uh, we don't we don't really know where he is with all that. Yeah, I I think there's a lot more question marks surrounding Kane than people realize right now. Um, but Tarasenko, I think is probably his, he's probably steadied it out enough yeah. that he's going to get he's, enough money. He'll get a couple years and a multi-year like deal, five, six mil yeah, yeah. that takes Colorado out of that yeah, conversation. I, I agree with that. 
So I think that's probably not it. But then the other the other guys that are coming up, Connor Brown is coming off of injury. Yep. He missed all basically all. I think he played three games last year. So Connor Brown, and that is a good 15 to 20 goal scorer. That is mm-hmm. a middle six option. Mm-hmm. I would love Connor Brown in Colorado as one of the, as as your E Rod replacement. Those, that's the third line ish guy. I yeah. think a couple of teams would love him. And so I don't know it's that be they're going to exactly. Him, yeah. This is a, where Colorado is going to struggle is they can't win a bidding war, but they can win an opportunity on a good team war if the other teams that are trying to pay more money aren't also good. Uh, here's the thing. Can the after last season, are the abs a little bit gun shy about some of these injured guys? They shouldn't be. Okay. I mean, No, I really just don't. I don't think you can live you're that just, way. You're separating. Yeah, I just don't think you can live that way, man. Yeah. I just, I, I can see where you're like. Last year, like injuries kind of like wrecked our grand plan. I, I guess I just don't think that that's a. It's just something out of your control, right? It's, yeah, yeah. Like you're everybody's kind of flipping the injury coin every switch, year. Yeah. You're just hoping to come up on the right side. Now, obviously. Getting a guy like Pacioretty, you do you have a higher risk. Well, of there's it. a whole long list of yeah. history. Like, there. well, like there's just a higher risk of it. You understand that going in, but yeah. you also do that knowing that if it doesn't work out and he does get hurt, you have a trade deadline that you can still tinker with. Yeah, where you've got some opportunity. So, chat mentioning some of the other options in Ethan Bear and Pool Party. Well, double hip surgery. Going to get to those. Yeah, That's, we we're talking about the injured guys. Yeah. Jesse Pooley Yarvey, double hip surgery. Again, four to six months is a likely timeline here. So he's not ready for you at the start of the year. That that is a that's a tough sell for December me. conversation. It, it, I'm willing to have a December conversation about a guy who's going to play in your top six, maybe even a middle six guy. Okay. It's a little bit tougher for me with someone like Puyo Yarvi who's going to be in your bottom six. Okay. Because you miss him until at least December, and he comes back in your bottom six to give you what 10 exactly points. Yeah. Like it's just is is it worth the wait for him? I'm not convinced. Yeah, that's one where I would. Uh, I said uh, to somebody on Twitter earlier today. I said. I would call him, assuming he doesn't get signed, I said I would call him in September. Sure, and, and see say, how he is. How's yeah. the recovery going? Yeah. And then what's the timeline looking like? And might even just sign him right then if well, I felt uh, like the recovery was going well and I liked him and he was amenable to. That's that's a one-year minimum. Yeah, like you know, if that dude wants to sign for 800 k cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because then you're either, I mean, you're LTIRing him and you're just moving on anyway, and it's fine for the first half of the season. Yeah. But that's again, that's not a guy I'm getting into a bidding war over. Again, yeah. Ethan Bear. No, out here until, we go. Here out we until go. December. Again, he's 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 probably not coming back till January. Yep. So if you say January is when we expect that guy to be back, what do you think? So my question is, what are you doing in the interim? Are you just living with Curtis McDermott as your 60? No, I think you could because Bear's not going to command very much money. No, I, I and he agree. will start the year on LTI, which you could use for half the season. So then, I think that. I mean, I this is this is where a are guy you, that you're really comfortable as are, your seventh. Are you going out and paying Jack Johnson to well, be that and, guy and for you again? So a couple of names here, or you know, Connor Clifton, Jack Johnson, uh, Calvin DeHaan. Yeah, that guys, guys that you could see as a six seven, 
Yeah. I think if he's your sixth, great. Um, and then if Bear gets healthy and he's he's totally good, then you have a steal on your hands of a really solid defenseman that can play yeah. the way you want to play. He's a good style fit, too. Okay, let me ask you this then. What are you paying Bear? Again, where you can't, the Avs can't, right? They're not in a world where they could pay more than can a million they, or can two. Can they even pay 1.5 for him? Like, Pro- probably. So you pay 1.5 for him, you pay league minimum to Jack Johnson. Yeah. You're using about what ends up being a little less than two if you do the LTIR correctly. Yeah. That's fine. I have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah. And I think that's where you have to make smart decisions here and where the Avs are going to have to, uh, and we can parlay this conversation into their general approach. I don't think the abs are going to sign a bunch of guys at 10 a.m. tomorrow. No, I think it will be slower. I, I expect them to sign one or two guys. Tomorrow, I do expect but. one or two guys, but I think that they need to wait for the defenseman market to kind of work itself out and just scrounge what's left. For me, I'm saying my my ideal, and this is going to shock everybody, but Carson Susie. But here if we you go. get if you go if you can get Carson Susie. I've been saying about 2.3 to 2.5. If you gave him a four-year deal and got him down to 2 million. How old is he? 28. Yeah, that'd be fun. See? So if you got him down to 2 million and you gave him a four-year deal, you're fine. And that's like your third pairing. And then if Bear is your seven and he's or he's your potential Josh Manson insurance in case you have an injury there again, then that would be fine too. Something like that kind of approach. But they could... There are also guys that, look, we know that they have tried on multiple occasions with Kevin Shattenkirk. Now, I know stylistically, do they really need another puck mover? No, really. Not really. But you're talking about a guy that was one of the few who put up decent underlying numbers in Anaheim last year Mm -hmm. on a truly atrocious defensive team. Yep. But a guy that does move a puck pretty well still is insurance in case any of your offensive guys have injuries, you can move him around and plug him in. Yep. And is that veteran guy steady, whatever, 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 like you're okay there. It's not an ideal option, but it's probably a million. It's $2 million tops again. And with, with the offensive defenseman market this year, you've got Gostas bear. You've got Gustafson. You've got Shattenkirk. You've got Klingberg. You can kind of, you've kind of got OEL. Well, I feel like you can let, that situation sort itself out a little bit and take whatever's left. This is what I'm saying they should be doing is that they should let they they should let all the musical chairs happen and whichever guy mm. s- s- when the music stops, whichever guy doesn't have a, a job, that's the guy that you call and say a million dollars. If you can recreate what you did with Evan Rodriguez last offseason, right? That's kind of the ideal. Yeah, and we've talked all year that they were going to have to try to they're this is the world they're going to have to live in consistently over the next few years. Yep. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, highly recommend their Mountain Beach Sour as, uh, you know, you want you want those summer vibes. Maybe you're feeling a little sour about it because of all this rain. So it's got all of that built into one. Whatever type of beer you like, Breckenridge has a beer for you. They've got dozens of flavors. If you've never been down to the farmhouse, highly recommend you go check them out. Super awesome place to get some food and a beer. Uh, you can also find them at your local liquor store anywhere in the United States with the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by the uh, the magicians of the courtroom. That's what I call them now, Bacchus and Shanker. Nice. Yeah. 
You've just decided this? Yeah, this is per- the thing that I just just decided, that they're, nice. they're courtroom magicians. I'm excited for them to adopt it and turn it into <laughs> <Yeah>. a bit. <laughs> you can call 222 today to get a hold of the courtroom magicians, or you go to coloradolaw.net. I call them magicians because they find you money from thin air, seemingly. If you have been injured, whether it's a car accident, even if it's a rideshare situation, maybe it's something to do with like the scooters that are everywhere in downtown now that I don't know how to ride. Same. Uh, I've never used one. I used one once and I like couldn't get it started. It was a whole thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully you haven't been injured on any of those. But if you have, Bacchus and Shanker has your back, even if it's something where you were injured at work. They will give you a free consultation when you call the two number, and if they think you have a case, they will take it on for completely free. You pay nothing until you win your case. So they've won a lot of cases. I don't actually know the actual number of cases. I do know they've won over a billion dollars for mm. their clients, so that's a lot of cases. Let me let me ask you. If you were in a court case of some kind and they rolled in and, like, yeah. With the magician theme and the like, doves start flying oh, out of that, the jacket. I just be like, all right, I lose. What do I got? Yeah, pay? exactly. <laughs> be like, wouldn't you just kind of be like, let's pack it in. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> Move it on to the next one. Check them out. They've been doing it for over twenty five years. Two number or coloradolaw.net. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. It's it's going to get tight if we bring that roster back up one last time. You're talking about spending two, two and a half, maybe three for that top six spot, whether that's Pacioretty or, or Drew and who we've talked about a lot. So if but, it's not Pacioretty, sure. you need to, I think if it's not Pacioretty, who's a hard top six option. Yeah, for sure. That is not a middle six guy for me. Yeah. If it's, especially Pacioretty playing next to Colton would be a really weird. Doesn't make a ton of sense. Fit. Yeah. Totally. I would not, I don't think I would be down with that. Um, if that's not going to happen, I think I would prefer two middle six guys. Sure. Like, uh, literally geez. recreating what you did with Evan Rodriguez last year. Yeah. With Jesper Faust off the market, he was like my perfect guy for yeah. this, but, um, like a Pierre Ingvall. Yeah. Is he a super great fit for Colorado? I don't know, but I think he is. I think, I mean, I, He's not like a blazing fast yeah. skater, but he's pretty. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's like chugging along. He fitting uh, he's, just fine. He's in not Toronto. gonna like. It's not like he's got lead feet or anything. Exactly. But. I mean, again, Toronto. He was very effective in Toronto. Yeah, it's quite effective with the Islanders too. So there's a little style diversity d- diversity into his game there. Um, you know, you have a little bit of an engagement issue with him because a guy that's six five and as naturally skilled as he is should probably be a little better running people over on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah, yeah, he's still a pretty good thirty to forty guy, thirty to forty point guy. If you could get him in the threes, I think that that's probably your more expensive uh, approach. And then if you could get, you know, if you could get a couple of guys in like a like a Garnet Hathaway or. So let me ask you two a little bit older options. Okay. Nino. Okay, so this is a trade market. Sure. But then the other side of it, Gus Nyquist. Um, I mean, if Nyquist... I'd, yeah, I'd be interested in Nyquist because that's a guy that you can kind of slot in second or third line. What's the money I, is my thing. And that's my concern is Nyquist probably more like three, three and a half. 
So I see a lot of people talking about Christian Fisher. If the abs were interested in that as a fourth line guy, he would fit just fine. Um, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of million dollar fourth line options. They're going to have to be readily available. Yeah, whichever ones they think are going to be good versus the which ones Uh, are would have an interest in Colorado. And 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 that is part of this conversation. We had Olafson slotted in on the ads fourth line. That job could be taken by any number of guys. Yeah, or it could be him. It, I mean, it could well be the, him. The thing that you want to keep in mind is that the Avs started their offseason by trading for Olafson. So you're assuming he's got the inside line for so sure. So you have to think, and at 775 on your NHL roster, that's very cheap. Yep. There, there have also been some conversations about them potentially bringing Cogliano back. Yeah, they would have 1.25 isn't going to cut it for me. That's got to be. It's under a mil. Right? I would like, I would prefer for that to be under a mil because in truth he didn't play very well. It, he scored like a weird amount of goals, but his actual play was well bad. And and he scored a weird amount of goals through like March, yeah. and then that was and then never did anything again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. Yeah, and there are. I I'm just a little bit curious there, and I brought up Nino because I do think. There is potential for the Avs to try and find a trade move that could be more what they need. Yeah. You know, if you go and you look at their cap friendly now that they rolled over to yeah. from the 2023 draft, now they have 24, 25, that's, 26. That's at the top of the list. Yeah. All, the 20, all the 26 picks are still there. Yeah. So you're like, mm, it's like a round pick, baby. Let's <laughs> do something with that. So uh, that's where, you know, that. You guys, and like, chat is just, like, throwing out names. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, yeah, the, the, a lot of these guys would fit in some capacity. A guy like Max Comtois certainly fits the kind of skill-slash-edge combination that they would be looking for. But the reality is, is that guy was bad. Not good at all. In Anaheim. He was bad in Anaheim. And uh, I don't know that I'm interested in that kind of reclamation project. Not really. You know, uh, a, a guy, you know, Miles Wood, I think, is a guy that people get really excited about because he's really fast. Uh, I, I, I Beyond him being really fast, I, again, this is reputation over reality. So I don't think he's very good. Here's, here's the thing, because I think a lot of Avs fans get stuck in this. Oh, well, just they did it with Nachushkin. They can do it again. They can keep getting all these reclamation projects. One, yeah. you don't find reclamation projects that work out that well very often. Right. Two, the Avs are in a very different place than they were when they had the opportunity to take on Nachushkin. This is a team that's trying to yeah. go win a Stanley Cup right now. They can't mm-hmm. say, oh, we'll we'll take this guy and put him on our fourth line. If he doesn't work out, no big deal. Right. We don't have three years to wait for this guy to figure it out yeah. in this lineup anymore. They need guys that are effective right now. I wonder about a guy like an Andreas Janssen coming off of a, a yeah. multi-year deal that didn't go very well. There were a lot of injury issues. There were a lot of he didn't play very well after he left Toronto issues. But again, you're gonna they're gonna have to take some kind of lineup chances here. Yeah, but there's gonna be some risk, of course. Where, where you what you like about a guy if they were to do the Cogliano thing is that you know that there's a base level, you lock that in, it's inked in, and you're good. Yep. There's not a lot of question marks there. They could use one or two guys like that. Yep. The one year deals uh is gonna be where they have to eat pretty greedy here because that first of all, we talk about the Landeskog money. The Landeskog money is once. Yep. So it's this so year. spreading it out, spreading that extra seven. It, when we talk about, oh, they've got fifteen million dollars. 
to spend. They've got 15.5 to spend. Seven of that is temporary money. Yep. So you don't want to give all seven of that away on multi-year deals. You're going to need some one-year, you yep. know, Pacioretty, one-year, two million kind of thing. Yep. And one of the things, I forgot to mention this earlier about Pacioretty, but he is, with his situation, with the injuries and his age and all that, he is eligible for the same kind of deal that Bergeron got. Yeah. With the performance based the thirty five plus incentives, yeah. where that guy, you could give him three million dollars of a guarantee that would roll over to next year's cap. Yeah. Sucks for next year, but also if the cap's going to go up, you could you can absorb it easier. Is what I'm saying. Do a little tricky balancing. Yeah, there for so sure. there could yeah. be some of that in play as well with Pacioretty specifically. Yep. But you are going to have to like a lot of these guys. It's going to have to be cheap. Yep. You know, um, which we, I forgot Ben Myers earlier in the RFA conversation, the guys, spend that yeah. money conversation. Um, it, that should be about a million dollars. Yep. I, I would prefer if it was 800 K. I mean, I, I think it should be under a million, but yeah, me too. It, and, and those guys are flexible, right? You're going to see those guys, their money can get buried for the most part if they need to. Yeah. No, where you're struggling with a guy like a Jonathan Drouin is that you won't be able to do that. You're not yeah, probably no. sending that guy to the AHL. Yeah. You're stuck with that decision. Yeah. And that's where when you're taking chances on these, you want something where I think Drouin is not as appealing is that one, again, like with Patrick Kane, you're talking about a horrific defensive player, just a truly, truly, truly negative impact. Yep. About as negative impact a defensive forward as you could possibly get. For a wing. Yeah. I can't overstate how bad he was defensively last year. Two goals. <laughs> he's never been a big goal scorer, but he has like yeah. nine goals in the last five years. I know he's missed a lot of time, whatever, <laughs> but that's that he's it's almost pure playmaker at this point with Jonathan Duran. Yep. Obviously, there's a skill level, you know, there's there's hands, vision, creativity, a lot of things that you like about him, but the same kind of conversation with Duran as it was with Yamamoto. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Very limited path to success on your roster. That's not a guy that you can drop in and say, well, if he doesn't work out here, we can move him here. We can move him here. We can move him here. It's going to be really, really, really limited. Not that I'd be totally against Druin, but it immediately started making less sense when they went out and got Rijo. It it was like Rijo and Colton both. And I'm like, okay. What I'm looking for specifically, so with Nachushkin, I think you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy needs to be able to play the top six. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say they need a top six. If it's Pacioretty, I'm thrilled because I know he can do that. Yep. But I think middle six guys who have specific skill sets, mm-hmm. they need to be able to carry pucks out of their own zone. Yep. Neither Ryan Johansson nor Ross it's Colton drive play like that yeah. are very good at. They don't for one, they don't touch the puck a lot in the defensive zone, and two, they almost never carry it out themselves. Yep. So that's put it that that means you have to surround them. Now the Avs have that kind of defense, which all the people in they in chat do a lot of that work for them for sure. Yeah, talking about trading Sam Gerrard, they're not doing that at this point. Um they have found a way through the the cap weeds to keep him. Yep. Opening up 5 million dollars right now might get you a Matt Duchesne for one year, but at what cost? Cuz now you can't replace Sam Gerrard. Yeah, it's I if they were going to do the Gerard thing, it would have been. It would have. Already. It would have been one yeah. of the first things. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, there are a ton of different options uh, 
free agency does open at was it 10 a.m. our time? It is tomorrow. 10 yeah, we'll, we'll be live at 9.30. Yep. So we'll do our usual free agent frenzy all day stream if you guys want to come hang out with us tomorrow. Uh, any Anyone else you wanted to touch on, AJ, or are we good to get out of here? I mean, there's lots of guys that you that you like in this class. Like, we could go through a huge, you know, it, somebody mentioned earlier Pia Suter. I've always sure. been a big fan. I mean, there are, uh, if, of that, like, third line, maybe you believe there's a little bit more there. There's, like, 30 guys. Yeah. <laughs> you could. That, well, and especially with the lack of uh, qualifying offers for some dudes. Yep. Like a Yamamoto now all of a sudden, you know, now you're not paying $3 million yep. for him. You're paying maybe a million dollars for him. Consider me extremely interested at I, that price point. I mean, but. I make the phone call. I'm, again, the the issue there is a limited route because you're of not going to. He's not going to be successful in, but, in a grindy role. But for a million bucks, like for a million dollars, if you could get a top six guy to hit with him, yeah, is it worth? There's the risk? an interest. So uh, we do have three super chats to get to here. First, ten dollars from Melanie who says, "Wishing you all a happy Fourth of July. I have been learning so much about the draft." This is not something I've ever paid attention to. Thanks, DNVR Avalanche crew. Always fun for uh, us to get new people into the draft, which is something AJ and I have always been uh, very, very big on. So, yeah, I, I, what type of money is that? I have no idea. I've never seen that symbol before in my life, Cassidy. It's crypto. <laughs> he says 15 of whatever type of money that is. What's up, guys? What do you think about... Uh, what what God of Jesus? What are they to you? And are they looking on money? Or I don't even know what you're asking. To be honest, uh, I don't. What do I think about God and Jesus? I don't think it's about either of them. Fairly true of me as well. Yeah. Not really part of my life. Uh, but can't money be the same as healthy, happy body too? Is this a bot? Mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the made-up dollar dues, though. I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, I guess that's it. Are, are we ready to be done, AJ? Yeah. I mean, here? are there? I would be curious with how the market has sh- shook out so far of what you we see as potentially available players. Now there will be more re-signings that break your heart. Who, of course, if, of course. If you could, ideally, if you could land one player tomorrow. I you, I who would it, who would it be for you? It. I would really aggressively pursue Max Pacioretty. Okay, he would be my number one. I, you know, unless they're All doing right. something crazy and, okay. and going for a bigger target, it would be Pacioretty. Okay, uh, ten dollars from Oliver coming in late, saying, "Chill, Cassidy, it's free agency time." <laughs> uh, he'd be the one, like you said. It's really hard to pick through these and say. Yeah, if I can get a Yamamoto for a million dollars, I would really like that. Sure. But if it's $2 million, if it's $2.5 million, you're like, well, all right, now I'm kind of out on it. Yep. So it's really hard for me to pick one guy that the Avs should target. It should be kind of the same thing they did with Erod. Go out to a bunch of dudes, say, like, here's our offer. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to take a little bit of a pay cut or if you don't have other good offers, you can come play for an organization that's likely to give you a very good year. Mm-hmm. And raise your stock a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think my answer is also would be Pacioretty. If I were to give you just to change it up, it's it's Susie. Yeah, sure. The, the, because your defense is still the strength of your team, and he fits in with everything that you do. Yep. But he brings that element, that physicality. He's hard to play against and all that. 
But he's also really, really good at the things that the Avs ask their defensemen to be good at. He's really good at zone entry denial, and mm-hmm. he's really good at getting pucks out of his own zone in a controlled manner. He's not just a chip and chase guy. You know who else is surprisingly good at zone denial? Who's that? Guliyev. Well, I'm looking forward to watching a video when you make it. It's halfway made. It'll be out tonight. Sick. <laughs> I would love a guy. Like, I think Michael Bunting would be an awesome fit in Colorado. Again, they don't They're, have that they money. They can't afford him. Yeah. Like, Bunting, um, uh, Jason Zucker, like, those are the kinds of guys. They just can't afford those guys. Otherwise, I would be all about that. Another thing to keep in mind, not sure they're going to do this, but they could look to save a little bit of money by maybe they run Olofsson and uh, John Luke Foody in their depth. I mean, if you have Olofsson and Ben Myers on your fourth line next to Logan O'Connor, you have have a $2 million fourth line. You could spend the extra million on your third line. Exactly, yeah. So there could be things like that where they look to squeak out an extra dollar or two. But... We do have to get out of here for the day as the Nugget Show is coming up. So we appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us today. Like uh, I said, a video if you want to get hype on one of the Avs' first round picks in Guliyev. That will be out tonight. Go check that out on this YouTube channel. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, yeah, we are, we're out of here for the day and we'll see you for like six hours straight tomorrow.